You know what they say? Some things in life are bad. They can really make you mad. Other things just make you swear and curse. When you're chewing on life's gristle, don't grumble. Give a whistle. This'll help things turn out for the best. And always look on the bright side of life. Welcome to another episode of Jesus Conversations. I'm here with Jason. Hello. And Daniel. Hello. Today we're going to talk about the comedy group Monty Python. Do you guys know their? Do any of you guys know their their names? Like all their names? I know there's Eric Idle and Eric John Idle. Cleese. John yep. Cleese. Yeah, I think I knew that second guy. There's Graham Chapman, John Cleese, Terry Gilliam, uh, Eric Idle, Terry Jones, and Michael Palin. Never mind. Palin. Not, not gonna look it up. Okay, so Graham Chapman, he's the one that died, right? I believe so. Yeah. All the other ones are alive. I th- and he, uh, Graham Chapman, he played Arthur and Brian, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Should we kind of uh, clarify what Monty Python actually is? All right. So basically, Monty Python is what inspired Saturday Night Live. Is it really? So, uh, yeah, it actually is. It's I didn't um, know that. It was like late 60s, early mm-hmm. 70s. Um, it was just a group that kind of did like uh, just skits and brought it into uh, just videos and stuff like that. So then seeing that. Uh, in the UK, America decided to bring in Saturday Night Live. None of them were famous before this. They became famous because of Monty Python, and it started with the Flying Circus. It was, I think that that's what mainly inspired Saturday Night Live because it was their weekly show with multiple uh, skits, and their, their skits they're so like random and just like completely like nonsense. Like in the first season of it <laughs> they had this uh reoccurring joke it was this like general from like the military and he would show up and say like this kid's too silly and it would just end it would end it like that <laughs> so uh it was there was the the spanish inquisition joke that every time they, they pop up they can't um they can't finish their lines because they don't know what it is and like th- these weren't just skits Th- they would come back multiple episodes it wouldn't end in a funny way with a punchline. It would end like that. And I think that that's what made them very different. They were very nonsense. Yeah, very very much just like developing British humor. Yeah. Like just kind of like awkward. Like, like The Office, like the UK version. Like they just try to get awkward and it's funny. I think British humor is, is best characterized by sarcasm. For sure. Sarcasm, irony. Like American humor is more like the farts. And British humor is like the smart, witty kind of humor. <laughs> Just like the the ending of the Holy Grail. Doesn't the Holy Grail just like end out of nowhere and they play like that song, like so over it just and over? Ends with them all getting arrested. They're oh yeah! Charging through a field, about to go oh, uh, right. off to Camelot and stuff like that. And then, oh no, it might not be Camelot. But then they just get arrested because one of them just cut that that narrator dude's head off, and then his oh, wife yeah. called the police. Like the whole movie is medieval centered, and it's just them going to this quest to find the Holy Grail, and it. It just ends like that. Like, that's the, the kind of humor. It goes to some, like, random moments. It's like they compiled a bunch of skits that generally fall together mm-hmm. all into one movie. Yeah. There was this one skit they did for the Flying Circus, and <laughs> for they go into this mattress shop, and it's uh, 
a husband and his wife, they go up to the, the, the salesperson and they go, hey, we would like to buy a mattress. And the dude just gets a, a box and puts it over his head. And like, okay. And then they look for someone else. Someone else comes around and they go like, oh, wait, wait, did you say mattress to this guy? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 don't say mattress to him. They, they do this little dance and the guy gets out of the box. They, they try to tell him, hey, we would like to buy this. And they point to the mattress, and the guy has no idea what they're talking about. And the whole skit is them saying mattress multiple times. Okay, so going back to the names. So there's John Cleese. I think he's the most famous one of them all, because we've, we've seen him in multiple movies. He's the... I think I, I think he's the funniest. I'd argue that uh, Eric Idle is. I mean, Eric Idle also, similar to the whole... Uh, Monty Python thing. He did a lot, a lot of crossovers with uh, kind of the American version being uh, National Lampoons, like the movies that gave you like vacation and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there was one that was European Vacation, and uh, Clark, Clark Griswold, played by Chevy Chase, just is driving all around all these different foreign European cities, and he always runs into Eric Idle and somehow injures him, crashes <laughs> into him with a car, just all kinds of crap like that. It's like kind of like the Kenny from South Park. Yeah, exactly. And then we have Graham Chapman. I think he's also pretty funny. He plays Arthur and Brian. I don't. I don't know how to explain this. He's the most like normal looking of them all. Yeah, he doesn't. Do, doesn't he have a beard in Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Yeah, yeah. And, and he's like the only smart one that knows that wood floats or something. Yeah. So yeah, ducks also float. Yeah. So so the the, the whole formula is that there's always someone. That sees the craziness of the situation. It's the the straight man, you know. Yeah. And I think in in uh, Life of Brian, it's Brian. And then in the Holy Grail, it's Arthur, because he sees how crazy things are, while everyone else around him is like complete crazy. In the Life of Brian, when everyone is um, following him, thinking he's God, and he says, "No, don't follow me," and they go, "No, we won't follow you," and says, "You all should be different," and everyone says, "We're all different," and then one guy says, "I'm not." And the guy that says I'm not is the different one. Hmm. Like th- their jokes are, there's always two levels to it. It does seem very out of the ordinary in comparison to like American ways and American comedy. Because American comedy is a lot of uh, slapstick stuff. Slapstick Just stuff, yeah. Right in your face humor type thing. Mm-hmm. So they had this one guy who, according to them, was part of. Monty Python, and we barely see him, which was Terry Gilliam. Do you, do, any, do you guys know him, right? I mean, I know him just based on the name, but other than that... So, you don't no. see him in a lot of skits. He he played the the guy who uh, would hit the coconuts to make the, the horse noise. How he played Patsy or whatever his name was. Yeah, yeah, yes, I know that guy. And so, if you look, if you search up, like, members of Monty Python, he's there. All those little, like cartoons in between they were his oh yeah he drew all those the one with like yeah the the uh sun and the moon jumping and the guy writing the books and then mm-hmm. how he ran down the stairs and yelled at the sun and then ran all the way back up ten thousand flights of stairs <laughs> yeah he and then with with time when they started becoming more famous they started to need him less so they made sure in their movies in their skits they had some time sometimes saved up for this guy and he's the only one out of all of them who is american hmm. what a nerd yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
So now, let's talk about the movies. I think the best one, which was The Holy Grail. I think it's the most quotable one. With uh, the Black Knight and the Knights who say knee. Um. <laughs> so basically, it's just King Arthur played by... Graham Chapman. Graham Chapman, yeah. yeah. He's basically playing King Arthur, and his whole goal is he has he's on the quest from God to find the Holy Grail. And he just ha- he along the way he just finds like a ragtag group of people, including like quote unquote brave Sir Robin, who's the biggest coward of them all. Oh yeah, uh, Sir Lancelot and mm-hmm. all these other just typical fairy tale people you would pick, like Robin Hood and stuff like that. Yeah. And they all just go through go the hell and back, essentially trying to find this Holy Grail that may or may not even exist. They wind mm-hmm. up killing a crap ton of people at so- at uh, somebody's wedding. I mean, Lancelot storms into a castle, assuming that he's saving a princess, and it turns out to be some some dude who just likes singing and stuff like that. Yeah. And they literally slaughter every single person inside the castle. So it's just a lot of like things you wouldn't expect. I mean, you'd expect him to just go in and try to save the princess. No, you just kill everybody on your way in and then apologize on your way out. I think it's the best one because it's the most quotable. We have the it's just a flesh wound wound from the the dark the the Dark Knight, the Black, Black Knight, Knight, the Black Knight. Yeah, we have the knights who say knee. We have so changes to Newt and all those things. When they're they're like bring out your dead. They're just walking around yeah. looking for people to. Oh my God! Out. Yeah, Wait, the guy with the plague who, who's not dead yet and wants mm-hmm. to go for a walk. We stone dead in a minute. We have the 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 peasant who knows about like government and like actually like over debates Arthur. Are you talking about Dennis? Was it Dennis? That's his name. Yeah. He's just, he's just, it's so weird because he's sitting there in the field and he's just piling up mud and just, well, they're, just they're looking for some, for some lovely filth. Yeah. And they're just, he's just arguing with, um, Arthur about how their government system is flawed and like, it actually makes sense. Like you, you wouldn't expect the joke is that you wouldn't expect the peasant to be that smart. A large part of the movie kind of reminds me of that one scene in Pirates of the Caribbean where, uh, where they're really just trying to figure out what keys do. Does anyone remember that scene? Where, where they're just, uh, I think Captain Jack asks, he goes, what do keys do? And they're like, hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they unlock things. Right there is a direct copy of yeah. the whole scene of what they're, when they're mm-hmm. trying to decide if that lady's a witch or not. It, what it's, also floats in water. Yeah. Churches, very small rocks. And it's, it's funny because... Their logic doesn't make sense because it says it says that witches should be made out of wood. Wood floats in water. What else floats? And they said a duck. That was Arthur. Arthur came in and actually had an idea. Some dude said that a whole church would float. Yeah. Other people said <laughs> tiny rocks would float. And then Arthur comes up and says a duck, and they go yes. So then they take the witch and they put her in a, uh, a big scale, a big scale, and put her on one end and put a duck on the other end. And you're like, oh shit. Okay, so. It's, it's that she's definitely going to weigh more than the the duck, and they hit it, and she doesn't. She weighs the same as a duck. Well, and it was funny all, along with that whole slapstick idea and high kind of highbrow is the assumed witch didn't even argue. She was just like, "That's just a fair point," and then yeah. they just she just let him kill her. That's mainly their comedy, just taking it's very satirical. Yes, yeah. very. Well, there's an entire role reversal too when you get to towards the end of the movie when they have to cross that that terrible bridge and you have to answer the three questions oh my god those are what's good. your name what's your quest and what's your favorite color mm-hmm. you take arguably who are sp- the people who are supposed to be the smartest the knights of the round table yeah and they can't even decide what their favorite color is and then they wind up dying 
And then who, who's the one that, that shows up and says, I know, and as soon as he goes up, the questions are, like, much harder? Yeah, that's Ar- that's King Arthur. And he winds up getting that guy. He asks, what's your name? He says, King Arthur from Camelot. What's your quest? I seek the Holy Grail. And the last guy, what is the wing speed velocity of a swallow? And then Arthur comes up and he's like, African or European? And then the guy the guy asking the questions doesn't know and he winds up dying. Oh my god, yeah. There's this one scene I keep thinking about and I can't fully remember it. It's, uh, it's when there's some soldiers on the side of a castle wall. And then oh, the he other talks about your just... mother smells of elderberries? Oh my god, the French. Yeah. But, the French. Well, what's the conversation about a swallow? They bring it up. They're asking about how they got coconuts. And they're like, oh, we found them in the woods. And he's like, there's no way there's coconuts in the middle of Europe. He's like, a swallow could have brought them. And then they go into this big conversation about wing speed velocities of swallows. And if you tied two swallows together and they carried the coconut, maybe they could make it. Yeah. <laughs> they just, they, they throw stuff at them. They throw like a cow at them. They throw, um. Like yeah, they a, chuck a cow over. Yeah. Stuff like that. And they, they try to do the 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 Trojan ho- horse strategy with this rabbit. And you see them push that in. They grab it. And then it cuts. And they're all outside. And uh, and I think it was Terry Jones. He's playing the guy who came up with the idea. And he goes, okay, so now when they... We jump uh, out. We jump out. And they go like, and they go like who? And they go like, no, we. I'm like... But we're not in there, and it's just so—it's so dumb because it was like three minutes of the movie is them like just noises building, and then they push it in, and that's it. Like the joke doesn't lead to anywhere. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they like they make the Trojan horse, but forget to get in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they get they they throw it out at them. What about the, the, the holy French. hand grenade? Oh my god, yeah. You're gonna throw the holy hand grenade at the evil were rabbit or the evil rabbit that rips your throats out. Mm-hmm. A very memorable portion of the movie. Quite. So to describe this scene to people that haven't really seen it, basically, they decide that they need to fight a rabbit before realizing that this rabbit can, you know, just jump up like Fly. Oh yeah, they were all cocky <laughs> exactly. about it. It's like, oh it's just it's just a little rabbit. And the rabbit comes in and has, like, blood in its mouth and it attacks all of them. Yeah. Life of Brian? You're the only one who's seen that, my dude. No no, no, no one here has seen it? No. Uh, no. Uh, okay, let's talk about Meaning of Life. I haven't seen this one. Well, I think that the Meaning of Life... Oh, oh, my bad. The movie. Okay, we're good. The movie. Who has who has seen it? I haven't. <laughs> I, I saw it when I was like ten, so I really only remember the script where the guy blew up and then the lady who keeps giving birth. This <laughs> one, I, th- I think this one was the. Let me see the order they came out. I'm pretty sure it was Monty Python and the Holy Grail, uh, or Flying Circus came first, then yeah. it was Holy Grail, then it was Life of Brian, then it was Meaning of Life. Yeah, because Meaning of Life, it was the least famous one. Because Netflix came out with a bunch of Monty Python stuff. They came out with The Flying Circus, Holy Grail, Meaning, uh, not Meaning of Life, A Life of Brian, uh, a bunch of documentaries on Monty Python. Uh, like, n- like nowhere is um, Meaning of Life. Like, I couldn't find it. I, I don't think it's it's that popular. But like you said, I think it's just uh, multiple skits. I, I, I'd argue it's 
We're going. I'd argue it's like any uh, like artist's music. It's just the greatest hit type thing. Mm-hmm. Their funniest skits from television and everything just culminated together into one feature film. Yeah. I remember it starts with a class about sex. And it's John Cleese, and he's teaching the class. And this woman comes in, and he's like, he has a, like a, a pointer stick, you know, to show up to like the women parts. And yeah. he points at them, and he goes, and this is how you have sex. So he undresses, and he just has sex in front of the students to show them how it's done. It's, That's nice, as one does. Yeah, it's just, it's yeah, it's just like, it's childish comedy with like a skin of not. I don't know how to say that better. English, no it, good. It's slightly, and uh, okay, never mind. No, um, whatever. <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's a, it's childish comedy disguised with uh, adult humor, intellectual humor, adult humor. Yeah. And so it's you're basically saying it's SpongeBob. <laughs> yep. Wait, Sponge- I mean, nobody's gonna argue that. When SpongeBob is pretending to be a pirate and says, "Look, Gary, doubloons don't drop them." When he's talking about bars of soap, nobody is saying oh that's not God. a prison rape joke. <laughs> yeah, but th- those are seen all over the place in, in kids' shows, all over the place. In your window. So Graham Chapman died in the 2000s, 2010s, and. They did this this show without him, which is called One Down, Five to Go. Like, the whole show is surrounding the joke that one of them died. So, <laughs> they're doing the press conference for it. This big stage, right? And they all show up. They sit down. And the last guy shows up and puts, puts uh, like, a, like his ashes in the middle of this coffee table. And st- sticks his face to it. And, and then, like, uh, they're talking. And... The guy asks, oh, do you guys miss him? And they go like, no, not really, no. They all say no. And then one of them says, uh, should have died a long time ago. And then they're talking, and then throughout the thing, they just, uh, one of them crosses their legs and kicks the, the ashes all over the place. And they just go, oh, oh, well. And like the whole, and then if you watch the, the comedy special they did, it's based around, like, this guy dying. Like they, and they say, they say, like, uh, <laughs> the guy asks, oh, how'd you guys have the idea do this comedy special and and like uh john cleese says oh we, we wanted to make money off of our friend's death and like it's they're saying it in a harsh way but like that's I, how I the world think, works i think that's the most amazing way to respect him though no like, yeah I feel like that's exactly what he would have wanted just like jokes made off of it because because they hadn't been working together in a while so his death brought them back and they went around the world with this comedy special so it was a good thing it's like the song in at the end of life of brian always look on the bright side of life their friend died so they do a comedy special based on him based on his death and they they're at no moment they're sad about it they're just like oh should have gone a long time had a great life that stuff like they're not sad about it they're looking at the good side of his life not that he died. So I think that that's a that was a good message to have. Is there anything else we, we, we haven't said? I think there's like three words we missed. Which which are? Uh, subscribe to PewDiePie. Oh God, okay. <laughs> PewDiePie, cut that. Jeez, no, I'm not gonna cut that. I'm gonna end like that.